straight up, and this could be it. Conway is underneath it. Is this the moment New Zealand can finally celebrate? They certainly can. Tries to find Mahaja back post, and Trent Mahaja, the Newcastle Jets, conceded just a few minutes ago, but they've restored their two-goal advantage. A win to reignite the Forest Fire. Nottingham Forest won. Liverpool nil. Josh Anukar, Manchester delivered the moment of the tournament so far. Anukar picks it up, and it's a brilliant, brilliant finish. Australia have done a job on Scotland here tonight. On Sky Sports Radio and Radio Tab, the big sports breakfast weekend. And welcome back to the show with Dino and Ray. Final hour of the show. Very shortly we'll be... Uh, joined by Don Walker, who, of course, is a member of the Cold Chisel Band, and he's a massive rugby league fan and often texting Dino about the latest with his beloved Brisbane Broncos, and he's been watching a bit of the World Cup. Tanya with a sports update. Phil Buzz Rothfield, who filled in so capably last week, will be on with his regular segment. Dino, um, just a quick mention here. Uh, Jerry Daffy won't be on next week. Next few weeks, our... And I, I do say this expression a lot, but good friend, and that's what he is, um, has to go in for some surgery. So, Jared, um, our thoughts are with you. Speedy recovery, mate, and looking forward to getting you back on the show as soon as you're fit, ready, and able. Yeah, great man. Yeah. Love Jared. Always How company. funny was he today? He was hilarious today. He did make me laugh. <laughs> is that a talk topic, you reckon, about pick-up lines? Great pick-up lines. Do you reckon? I reckon. I don't know if a producer Steve would like that one. it could deteriorate? Probably. <laughs> It could go anywhere. <laughs> hey, I'm up for it if you're up for it. This show's all about being different. Have you got a couple? No, not. Let me think about it. <laughs> let me think about it. I'm not going to be rushed right. in right hey, now because you, I could say something enough. I regret. You know how um, uh, Willow from Windsor called you Lennon McCartney or called it Lennon McCartney? I did that. Yeah. Oh, you did, did you? I did. Oh. <laughs> Have you watched the um, that three-part documentary, um, The Beatles? I think it's called Get Back. I, I can't quite remember. Um, Tanya and I started watching it. Dino, it is sensational. Yeah, they're, I haven't seen that. They're in a big, <clears throat> like this big room sort of thing, and they're literally getting ready for um, a live uh, performance, and they've got about a month to get ready for it. And they've got cameras in there whilst they're just talking to each other, jamming and playing some songs and writing music. It's fascinating. It's like like you're a fly on the wall listening to you know, McCartney talk to Lennon and... and, and George Harrison and Ringo's there, and it is just like I think it's about 1969, 70, something like that. It's fascinating. That last year it would have been 69, 70, yeah. Mm. Their last performance of Beatles was up on the roof. On the roof, yeah. Well, Dun I think Apple. that's where I'm not sure where if anyone's watched it has, has seen this. I'm not sure where it ends, but I think it ends with that performance up on the roof. But um, yeah, it is great to watch, <coughs> but we're only into the very first part of the show. Our next guest. As I said earlier, he's obviously part of Cold Chisel, but he's a massive rugby league fan. I wonder what he thinks of some of these blowouts in the World Cup early doors. Don Walker's on the line. Don, good morning. Good morning, is it? Yeah, Dino's here, and this is Ray Thomas, mate. Thanks for joining oh, us, Don. And well, Terrific, yeah. Are you watching much of the World Cup, Don? I'm not watching the games. I'm just watching the highlights. We might see if we can get a better line there. And... Um, but you are a massive um, uh, Brisbane Broncos fan, Dino was telling us. Uh, and we're in the middle of some difficulties. 
Yeah, that is a bad line, Dino. We, we might have to try and, try and ring him back and uh, see if we can. You were telling me he Damn used to be... Damn mobile phones, right? Yeah, the bane you, of my life. Yeah, he used to be a Parramatta Yeah, man. Parramatta <laughs> fan. All these mates were Parramatta's fans. Mm-hmm. But um, when the Broncos came in, okay, back in the late 80s, 80, 88. 88, yeah. So it was probably a good move that he no, would have. Fair enough. He would have enjoyed Parramatta's success and then jumped to the Broncos, who were successful. You, you just um, had had a bit of a go at mobile phones. Remember pre-mobile phones, how hard it was to get people. Oh, but so the mobile peace phones ray, were a godsend peace, for journos. The serenity. Yeah, but for journos, they're a godsend. Because yeah, you, I guess. You know, you can get people. Yeah. Hopefully, we've got Don on the line again. Don, good morning. Good morning, Ray. Yeah, yeah, got you loud and yeah. clear now. Thanks, Don. Yeah, that's terrific. Hey, Don, we're asking about the World Cup. You're saying you haven't watched much of it so far. No, I haven't. I haven't watched games. I've been watching highlights. I've been watching the highlights reels mm-hmm. on the um, on the NRL website. Yeah, I, I guess it'll it'll get serious when we get through this this first stage of rounds because there is some lopsided contest. But obviously, Australia are going to be very very hard to beat. I know Dino thinks New Zealand are right in the contest. England have started well done. Um, yes, it's it's hard to tell where any of these three teams are until mm. they start playing each other or until they, you know, I, I think the experience from the last World Cup is that uh, is that Tonga is a real test too. Mm. Yeah, Don, um, sorry, Don. Yeah, no, go on. No, I was going to say you were a Parramatta fan. Uh, oh, no, a lot no. of your mates were. And then when the Broncos came in, as, as I remember, you flipped over and you've been a Broncos and Queensland fan ever since. Yeah, since since the Broncos entered the comp, um, I, when I when I first arrived in Sydney, you know, all all my Parramatta were an easy team to support mm-hmm. at that time, and all my all my friends were from the western suburbs, all my Sydney friends. So, in those um, in those glory years in the early eighties, yeah. and and. Um, uh, you know, I've, I've got about two hundred thousand friends who uh, were there when the grandstand burned. <laughs> <laughs> um, but as soon as there was a Queensland team in the competition, I thought, well, that's where I'll go. Yeah, you still have a so- um, soft spot for Parramatta. Were you going from in the grand final? I do have a soft spot for Parramatta, and um, uh, you, you know, I, I think they're a great team. They were. Uh, and and I still, you know, most of my mates are ill supporters, mm. and uh, and they had a bad night a, a month ago. Um, clearly, Parramatta could, would have been competitive against any other team, but uh, but Penrith are just playing on a different level to anybody at the moment. Yeah, Don, where did your love of rugby league come from when you did arrive in in Sydney? Who, who sort of prompted you to to watch, and and what made you fall in love with the game? Well, I grew up in Grafton, and um, and and that's what we played. Mm. Um, and there was there was there's a local Clarence Valley competition. I think it's the Grafton Ghosts and the South Grafton Rebels, if it's, if it's still the same. And um, everybody in Grafton supported St George. I think I think the Clarence Valley was a sort of a feeder area for St George, and and St George were that great. Um, 50s and 60s team that won everything for about 11 years. Um, rugby league was just, it was all that was happening where I was growing up. Um, it wasn't until I, and I was, I went to a state school, of course. It wasn't until I went to university and 
and realise that there's this other game that that the private school blokes are, are playing. You know, <laughs> union. I, I never un- knew growing up in Grafton that union existed, mm. let alone, um, you know, of course, when I went to uni, there were blokes up from Victoria too, and they had a completely different thing going. <laughs> exactly. Did you try your hand at cricket? Um, Don, being a, a country boy, there was only two sports, wasn't it? Rugby league and cricket in That's summer. That's right, rugby yeah. league and cricket. Um, I wasn't good at any of these things. I played them uh, as as a rugby league player at school. I was a winger. Uh, I was pretty useless, um, but uh, but I, I was fast. Um, I wasn't I wasn't built to be um, hit in the middle section. Really, I, I I was built to snap if anybody seriously hit me. <laughs> Ray, Don and I often uh, send messages mm. through Messenger to each other, just a bit of chit-chat yeah. about rugby league. And we often have this uh, debate, I guess is the right word, about who his greatest player is and who my greatest player is. And I think we both agree, don't we, mm. Don? Tell us yours. Who's the same as mine? Well, Dean and I had a long conversation about oh, two months ago. And, and for me, even though I'm a Queenslander, for me it's Andrew Johns. Yeah. Um, and uh, so is that is that where you are? Absolutely. Yeah, I've yeah. never seen a better player than Andrew Johns. Mm. And I did, to be fair, Don, I was a bit young to see Beetson and Fulton and Langlands at their peak. Yeah. So Ray, I've taken Ray them out Perrin of my debate yeah. purely because I was a bit young and they were toward the end of their careers. Yes, it's a, it's it's a show. There's also the all those great stars from that St George team that I spoke about earlier. Uh, they're they're fading from living memory now, mm. and but clearly it, it it's just hard to judge how somebody yeah. like uh, uh, Andrew Johns or or Laurie Daly or Wally or um, you know Kenny who, who all those great great, great, of, yeah. Brett great Kenny five eight Brett Kenny yeah, yeah. Um, he was he was in our top five I think uh, how how they would compare against those greats of a generation or two earlier. Yeah. And Don, um, Don and Dean, I'll pose a question to you because both obviously love your rugby league and we're seeing the greats of the game now, indeed the likes of Andrew Johns, almost suggesting we could be seeing arguably one of the greatest players, if not potentially the greatest player the game has seen. Now, that's a huge rap, but Nathan Cleary is doing things at 24 that all these great players hadn't achieved yet. His future, Don and Dean, if he stays injury-free and has that desire, he'll go down to one of the all-time greats. Yeah, look, I think there's... A, uh, and, Don, I'll leave your opinion for you to talk about in a second. I think Nathan Cleary will be a great, right? But I still think there's a lot to go. Fair enough. Yeah, of course. I still yeah. think he's only 24. He's achieved a lot. Uh, but I, at this point, can't put him up in that elite category. Mm. He will be there, I've got no doubt. But at 24, I think he's got a long way to go. And I, not sure about you, Don, but I would love to see how Nathan Cleary went in a weakened NRL side. He's come into a Penrith side that's been exceptionally good. And one of the reasons they've been that good is because of him. Hasn't that side come up with him? Absolutely, because of him. But when Penrith do drop, and they will inevitably, that's when I'd like to see how Nathan Cleary copes. What do you think, Don? Well, I, I agree I agree with your assessment of him. He, he's clearly got everything in. I mean, he's the the word I keep thinking of is imperious. 
he's just such a he's such a gobsmackingly imperious player in in his kicking and and his his calm and confidence. And where where it really comes home is when he occasionally runs, and you think, God, this guy, as a runner, as a running footballer, he's as good as anybody. Leave aside the other skills, he's he's um, he's exceptional, and it's it's hard to judge yet just how exceptional he's going to be. But we know he's exceptional. Yeah. Um, and uh, Dean and I were having a an online conversation uh, a few days ago uh, before the game against Scotland about about whether he really had yet shown that he could perform above uh, club level because he didn't so he didn't go so great in state of origin a year or two ago and uh, but I think the Scotland game admittedly against um, you know fairly not not that strong a team, but but I think that puts that question to bed. Mm, fair enough. Hey, Don, did you ever weave imperious into a song? Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> There's but, still time. Uh, I was thinking as I was talking, you know. It's a, a good word. It's a good word, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Don, you love your origin too. I know we often have a chat around origin time. You're a Queensland supporter. That concept, state of origin, it started in 1980, and despite some doom and gloom over the years that mm. it was dying, or this was happening to origin, it just keeps on keeping on. In fact, it's almost getting stronger, bigger, and better. Oh, I think it's, um, it's you know, this our origin is is just the greatest show on earth, mm. and um, the, the commitment. It would have been easy uh, in those in those early contests in the early eighties for them to for the players to treat it as a bit of slap and, and giggle as an exhibition game. But right from the beginning, it's you know the old saying: "This isn't life and death. It's much more important than that." Mm. Um, and it's you know it's something it's something to look forward to each year for for the whole community. And uh, for people outside the rugby league community, and that that leads into the whole subject of what rugby league means for people who follow it in the whole mental health area. I mean, through through the dark months of the year, um, me and and all my mates and anybody I know, uh, and and a lot of and a lot of the girls I know. They lean on rugby league as something to talk about, to to network about. Um, everybody's got opinions, discussions. Mm. It's it's an enormous boost to mental health. Yeah, really well put. Even through COVID, if you think about it, you had your rugby league and your racing, racing to a certain kept extent. Us going. It was great. Hey Don, we have to ask you. Like we've been playing some some great cold chisel songs, and there's so many of them. My favourites: K Sans, Dino's um, Flame Trees. Have you got? A favourite cold chisel song? Uh, no, no, I haven't. Uh, Ray, I, I just um, uh, they're like children, you know. That once they go out there, mm. they've got lives of their own songs, and um, uh, it's. I don't, I don't listen to the radio a lot, but occasionally I hear one, and um, uh, it's, it's nice. Yeah. 
but it's it's a little bit remote. I understand. Can, can I ask you, and I'm fascinated by this, where does the inspiration come for, say, a K-Sun or, or Flame Trees or Forever or any of the, the songs that you've written? Is there a, a flash of inspiration which takes you down that road? How do you come about those those songs, Don? Uh, f- football chats. Yeah, okay, um, with Dino. <laughs> that's right, yeah. I want credit the next <laughs> yeah, song, please. Exactly. Walker Ritchie. <laughs> That's right. Uh, the, the Imperious Soul. Yeah. That, that's got to be written now. That's got to be yeah. written. Yeah. Hey, look, Don, it's been great talking. I really appreciate you coming on a Sunday morning. Obviously, you, you love your footy and, like all of us, love State of Origin and really appreciate you coming and have a chat with us on a Sunday morning. Um, thanks for inviting me on. It's been, a, it's been a pleasure. Thanks so much, Don. There's Don Walker, a cold chisel, and massive rugby league fan, Dino. Yeah, loves his rugby league and yeah. knows so much about it too, Ray, and often we'll get into these chats. It's really funny. Yeah. He loves talking footy. Yeah. Not so much music. I understand, Where yeah. I love talking music, not so much footy, because yeah. it's all I talk about in my whole life, a bit like you with racing. Yeah, no, you mean. But yeah. if I sort of go into any area when I'm chatting with Don about music, he... Um, he quickly goes back to football. Exactly. You know, it's interesting. And uh, and how about when I asked him his favourite song, and I can understand where he's coming from. They're, they're like his children. You haven't got a favourite because they've all got a life of their own. And and that's really fascinating to me because um, I can't even write a note, can't read a note. So how they go about doing that has got no idea, Dino. Must be an incredible feeling to write something and then oh, yeah. hop into the car and hear it on the radio or perform it live and have the oh, crowd know all the words. And become a soundtrack of your life. Like Correct. A K-Sound, a soundtrack of our lives. So is Flame Tree. So all those great cold chisel songs. Yeah, correct. Coming up next, Tanya with a sports update. We are hosting today's broadcast from the lands of the Karingai people. We acknowledge the traditional custodians of country and recognise their continuing connection to land, waters and culture. We pay our respects to their elders past, present and emerging. Watch them fly before you buy at the Magic Millions Gold Coast two-year-olds in training sale on October 25. It's the sale that produces big-time performers like recent domestic stars Crone, Victorum and Tyzone and international sensations Limbs Lightning and Top Knight. A quality lineup of ready-made two-year-olds broken in and educated by world-class preparers ready to make their mark on the track. To view the catalogue, photos, parade videos and breeze-ups and to register to bid online, visit magicmillions.com.au. KO Sports interrupt your ads to bring you T20 World Cup action. Surely gone, yes! That's blood, Pakistan! Catch India versus Pakistan. Ad break free in play tonight on KO Sports. Now, back to your ads. It doesn't have to cost the earth to earn a share in a racehorse. Patriot Bloodstock offers an affordable, entry-level price point for racehorse ownership with fixed-price training fees. We love first-time owners and putters clubs. Or get your friends together and start a syndicate. A Brave Smash filly, fully broken, is available now from a Dan that's produced five foals to race, all winners. She ticks all the boxes. Check out what's available at patriotbloodstock.com.au. Patriot Bloodstock, an authorised representative of Stable Connect. AF licence 33696. The all-new Nissan Qashqai, X-Trail and Pathfinder arrive in Australia soon. Demand for these all-new SUVs is high, so visit your Nissan dealer today to place your order. For all the best in racing and the latest in sport, this is Sky Sports Radio. Coming to you via Tetherfield, 87.6 FM. Dorigo, 88.06 FM. 
Grenville 87.6 FM and Taree 105.7 FM. On the Big Sports Breakfast Weekend, a sports update with Tanya Thomas. A woeful performance by Australia in its opening T20 World Cup cricket match against New Zealand last night at the SCG. The Kiwis winning by 89 runs. It's Australia's biggest defeat in a T20 World Cup match. Chasing 201 for victory, Australia were all out for 111 in the 18th over. Glenn Maxwell top scored with 28, while Devon Conway starred for New Zealand with 92 not out of 58 balls. The Aussies' next match is against Sri Lanka on Tuesday in Perth. Well, in Perth last night, England beat Afghanistan by five wickets. Meanwhile, today, around 100,000 are expected at the MCG for Pakistan versus India. In the WBBL, Sydney Thunder beat Perth by 25 runs. Animo became Godolphin's most successful Group 1 horse after winning the Cox Plate at Mooney Valley yesterday. The win took his Group 1 tally to seven and fourth in succession. The Winx Stakes, George Main Stakes, Might and Power Stakes and now the Cox Plate. The win capped off a great day for Godolphin, celebrating the win of Golden Mile in the Calendar Presnell and Barber in the Kirkham Plate at Randwick. Also at Randwick, the John O'Shea trained Promise of Success won the invitation and Kiwi horse Sharp and Smart took out the Group 1 Spring Champion Stakes. Dallin Watini Zelezniak scored four tries in New Zealand's 68-6 win over Jamaica at the Rugby League World Cup. The Jamaicans made a little bit of history for themselves, scoring their first ever try at a World Cup. Ben Jones-Bishop claiming it in the 76th minute. It was also his 300th career game. Fiji 60 beat Italy 4 and England 42 over France 18. The Kangaroos next play Italy at St Helens next Sunday morning. Newcastle recorded its second win of the men's A-League season, defeating Wellington yesterday 2-0. Star import Charlie Austin scored his first goal in the A-League to help Brisbane hold the Wanderers to a one-all draw. Melbourne City 2-0 over Melbourne victory. Meanwhile, the Matildas drew a tough group for next year's Women's World Cup, drawing Canada, Republic of Ireland and Nigeria. Australia is into the quarterfinals of the Women's Rugby World Cup after finishing in second place in their group after a win over Wales, 13 points to seven. It's the first time in 12 years the Wallaroos have made the knockout stage. The deciding game of Netball's Constellation Cup is on tonight on the Gold Coast. The Silver Ferns lead the four-match series 2-1, but after the Diamonds' big win in Game 3 in Melbourne, where they wiped out New Zealand's 12-point aggregate advantage, they need to win tonight to grab back the cup. NBL, a big win for Tasmania over Perth, 103-72. to The Jack Jumpers have now four straight wins, but a tight one with South East Melbourne, one-point victory over Brisbane, 89-88. to Today, the Kings looking to avenge their loss to Adelaide on Friday night and are expecting a hostile crowd at John Kane Arena when they take on Melbourne United. Around 10,000 expected there. A massive upset in the English Premier League overnight. One point off the bottom, Nottingham Forest defeated Liverpool, who were coming off three straight wins, 1-0. The Reds still without an away win this season. Elsewhere, Everton 3, Crystal Palace 0, Man City 3, Brighton 1, and Chelsea 1, and Man United played a one-all draw. 
Aussie Jack Miller and MotoGP leader Francesco Bagnaia both crashed out in qualifying for today's Malaysian Grand Prix. Jorge Martin has pole. Bagnaia can possibly wrap up the championship. He'll start from ninth and Miller in 14th. While at the United States Formula One Grand Prix in Texas, qualifying is underway. Rory McIlroy leads the PGA Tour event in South Carolina this morning. Late in the third round, he's leading by one shot at 13 under. Cam Davis, best of the Aussies, four shots back in a tie for fifth. Well, at the Women's BMW Championships in South Korea, Stephanie Kirikow is in a tie for ninth. She's six off the lead and Hannah Green in a tie for 15th, eight off the lead, heading into today's final round. And Alex Demenor went down to Danish teenager Holger Rune in the semi-final of the Stockholm Tennis Open last night in straight sets. The 19-year-old Rune will now play Stefanos Tsitsipas in the final. Meantime, two-time Grand Slam champ Simona Halep has been provisionally suspended boys from tennis after testing positive for a banned substance at this year's US Open. She said the result has come as the biggest shock of her life and will fight for the truth. She's the highest profile uh, tennis player to fail a drug drugs test since Maria Sharapova mm. in 2016. And she didn't come back, did she, Maria? No, she didn't. Mm. The substance that she's been accused of taking is called Roxadustat. It's an anti-anemia drug, stimulates the production of red blood cells in the body. Um, she is ineligible now to compete in or attend any sanctioned tennis events organised by the governing body of mm. the sport until this is sorted out. But she is vehemently um, testing her um, innocence and will fight it till the end. She says, I feel completely confused and betrayed facing an unf unfair situation, yeah. she believes. Well, I wouldn't put anything to my body if I was a no, professional athlete yeah. without some medical approval from a someone in a position that would know. Yeah, I wouldn't take is. an aspirin. No, it's Isn't apparently it used for kidney stamina? complaints. Yeah, kidney, okay. kidney and complaints. And there's a red... Blood cell thing increases. Yeah. Does that increase your stamina or well, something? Of course it would. Theory? It brings yeah. more oxygen, flows oxygen more around your yeah. body quicker. So oh, your stamina okay. stays. Interesting. Watch that yeah. unfold. Just mm. two other little things. Um, there's an 18-year-old superstar in France. His name is Victor Wembanyama. He's um, absolutely taking the basketball world by storm. As I said, 18-year-old, seven foot three. So wow. he's been a superstar for quite a while. But also emerging from France is a 16-year-old girl, Dominique Malonga, six foot six with the skills to match. How old is she? 16. 16 and she's six Still foot growing, six. Yeah. yeah, so there's footage of her slam dunking at the moment has gone viral wow. on the internet. And just quickly back to the F1. Now, Hollywood royalty Brad Pitt, um, was a guest yesterday at practice and there again this morning at qualifying. Um, he was seen sitting down with Valtteri Bottas at Alfa Romeo, apparently picking his brains as um, he and producer Jerry Bruckheimer are planning a movie about the sport. Okay. Yeah. Which sounds good, but what does worry me is Jerry Bruckheimer was also the producer of Days of Thunder in oh, 1990. No. What was Tom Cruise's name in that? Cole Trickle. That's right. It was Worst the, name in the history. It was movies. about NASCAR, um, not Formula One. Um, apparently, possi <laughs> possibly one of the, in the top five worst movies ever made. What do you Everyone think? went and watched it, though. No, it made $157 million, so financially it was yeah. successful. It was where Tom and Nicole fell in love. Oh. And Nicole was a... A, a neurosurgeon. neurosurgeon. That's yeah. Right. So Believable. <laughs> the script was fairly ordinary, so this is <laughs> not, nothing, and I slide against our Nicole yeah. or Tom Cruise, um, but it, it wasn't one of the best movies ever made. So Didn't rush back to see it. No. <laughs> so let's hope um, Jerry has learned a bit from, from <laughs> that. And, yeah, interesting movie.
wonder what the, the premise of that will be. Your favourite cold chisel song, Tim? Oh, dear. Um, probably Flame Trees. Oh, with Dino. Yeah, yeah okay. but I do have a soft spot for cheap wine because yeah. it takes me back to the late 80s and um, consuming a fair bit of um, <laughs> fruity lexia Ooh, <laughs> yes. yuck, from the yuck. cask. Well, Wal from Scone has let us know that the omen bet for today is at Northern and Western Australia. Race 7, number 1. What is Cold that? shizzle. There we go. Shizzle. Shizzle. So we'll go with that. But yeah. I will say I've never smoked a Danaman cigar. No. So you know, <laughs> no. May have no. driven a foreign car, but yeah. certainly not a cigar. That was years ago. That We're was rolling. <laughs> rolling. It's funny though. Stop us right now. A guy like Don Walker could sit there and in a moment of inspiration... Write a song, yeah. Probably nail down a song in an hour or two. How do they do that? Handwritten. And that song... It's still around 40 years later. Yeah. It's incredible, isn't it's it? It's extraordinary. That yeah. um, In Excess song that starts... I can't remember. What it, I need, need You Tonight. Yeah. Um, the oh, I can't remember his name. One of the... Who wrote it. Wrote Tim it. Ferris. Ferris. Andrew. Andrew, yeah, Andrew Ferris. yeah. Wrote that rift in a taxi. Went over to see Michael, who was at a um, at a party. And Michael wrote the lyrics in 20 it's minutes. And it was it's, one of their biggest like, hits. It's um, like Elton John and... What's that guy? Bernie Taupin. Bernie Taupin. They just did the same thing. Yeah. How, how do they do it? Keith Paul Richards McCartney? with brown yeah. sugar woke up in the middle of the night, went through his head, the riff, put it on a tape recorder next to his bed, got up the next morning and there it was. And there it was. He said there was 10 seconds of Keith and then he said about four hours of him snoring. <laughs> Straight back to bed again. <laughs> What's wrong with us? Uh, we're in the wrong game, <laughs> We missed we? out on some, some chromosome somewhere. <laughs> exactly. We better move on. Thanks so much, Tim. Thanks, Gary's Tim. been waiting patiently. Gary, good morning. Good morning, Ray and Dean. How are you, Gary? quick one. On Addo Car. Yep. At speed, he passes his ball as good as anyone. He's got a kick again, anticipates the game unbelievably well, and he hardly dropped the ball. He's in every representative team going forward without a doubt. Just uh, just on the on the West <laughs> on the West Tigers, my the way I see it, they need working forwards. You don't need superstars, you need workers. And that's been their problem over the last decade. I'll give you a prime example, Canterbury. They said earlier in the season with Canterbury and Barrett was there, they weren't fit enough. The second half of the season, when Potter took over, there was no mention about them being unfit because Potter realised what was needed and that was work with the ability what he's got. And they weren't mentally and physically exhausted. With Barrett, they're trying to do things, and when it wouldn't work under pressure, they're mentally and physically exhausted. That was the difference of the two, understanding where it's heading and what you got, as in the players. And that's basically what football's about. And the kicking game, I've been saying it all my life, it's underrated. They'll score more tries from kicking game going forward than ever before. Mark my words on that, boys. Probably yeah, right Gary, you yeah. make a fair point about the Tigers. Look, as I said to you before, Ray, I, I want the Tigers to succeed. Yeah, yeah. There are Two foundation clubs who are much loved, Balmain and West. Mm. We, we all want them to succeed, but mm. it's been a long time. Yeah. And I hate to say it, and I hope I'm wrong, but I just think there's another two, three, four years of pain. And yeah. Sheens, he's a great coach. Benji will be a great coach. But if we're talking top four when we're talking premierships, I think they're still a long way off. Yeah. Old Pete's on the line. Old Pete, good morning. Good morning, gentlemen. How are you? Yeah, terrific. Good to hear from you, mate. What do you got yeah. for us? Just a couple of things. Um, uh, uh, Ken Rosewell got beat by Connors, yep. but he's also got beat by Jaroslav Slubby 20 years earlier, 1954. That's right, yeah. yeah. He, he joined uh, Kramer's troop before Hode. Mm-hmm. Hode went on to win two Wimbledons after that. Yeah, no, exactly right. Yeah, it was just one of those things he couldn't win, was it, Wimbledon? Yeah. The other thing was uh, uh, the Australian cricket captain, 
you, you should never <laughs> you should never bite the hand that feeds you. It's a very good old Aussie saying. It certainly is. Yeah, it is old Pete. A lot of people are certainly in your your corner with that one. So, um, yeah, it's 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 quite a lot of bait that, isn't it, Dino? It certainly has. I love mm. this text come in. Mm. Shane from Butterham. Oh, good old Shane. Always yeah. got a funny take on life. Great interview with Don Walker. There are some seriously good songwriters out there, Ray. And then we have the bloke that wrote <laughs> "I'm Too Sexy" by Right Said Fred. <laughs> with that, we'll go to a break. <laughs> G'day, it's Dave Stanley. Make sure you check in to Racing HQ for everything that's good about racing. Max Presnell, it's an honour to have you there in the race book tomorrow with your great mate, to Ken. Going right back to when we first had this announcement for Racing New South Wales, what your initial feeling was oh. to have something like this in your name. Oh, look, David, I've, I've thought of a, a lot of words to come up with it. Unbelievable, flabbergasted, awesome. Take your pick, but certainly uh, uh, yeah, it, it comes as a, as a great shock. Racing HQ, Tuesday to Friday from 9am on Sky Sports Radio. For all the best in racing and the latest in sport, this is Sky Sports Radio. Coming to you via Bellingen, 87.6 FM. Ningen, 99 FM. Lake Cargelico, 87.6 FM. And Mara 103.7 FM. The all-new Nissan Qashqai, X-Trail and Pathfinder arrive in Australia soon. Demand for these all-new SUVs is high, so visit your Nissan dealer today to place your order. Mum, what would you say about a bonus Woolworths Supermarket e-gift card worth up to $400 on selected kitchen and laundry appliances at Bingley? Can you say it again? No. Nope. It's a great deal. You say it. A bonus Woolworths Supermarket? Yep. E-gift card? Yep. What's up to $400? Yep. Can I have a rest? On selected kitchen and laundry appliances at Bingley. It's a great deal of worth. Bingley. Better living every day. The only place to catch the very best equine superstars from around the globe, first time, every time, is right here. Live and exclusive across the Sky Racing Network. Talking all the overnight action. The Big Sports Breakfast Weekend on Sky Sports Radio and Radio Tab. keyboard piano and chisel songs and there was one just then yeah. that's all Don is he? that's Don's genius yeah it's brilliant just before we go with Buzz Sean from Penrith says hey guys Paul McCartney wrote Hey Jude while driving in his Aston Martin on the way to visit Cynthia Lennon and Jesus Steve said that's a true story how about that eh? I think Hey Jude was about Julian which is John's son yeah, yeah. so I think it was going to be Hey Julian but somehow it became Hey Jude yeah, which of course amazing. is one of the all time great songs it is yeah Talking of all-time greats. Phil, Buzz Ruffield's on the line. Buzz, good morning. Yeah, good morning, guys. How are you? Terrific. Well, you a lot of a... text messages this morning, Buzz. Welcoming me back. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just say it was a bit well, flat I've last week. to you, and I think you might have needed a little fresh enough. Oh, right. <laughs> I texted Boo Bailey earlier. Oh, there's a good judge. <laughs> yeah. What do you think of the World Cup? Uh, I'm warming to it, Buzz. I'm not red hot just yet. Do you know what I think, guys? Mm. I think it should be an eight-team tournament. 
I said that to my brother Brett yesterday, Buzz. Yeah. But is it a World Cup if it's only eight? Maybe have well, a second, I, like T20 World Cup, have that second tier group and get the yeah. two winners to go through. I you thought know? you could have eight, Buzz, and then maybe somehow have the minnows playing off against each other to stop the blights. And then as Ray says, put one or two through into the yeah. quarters. Yeah, well, what this is what I'd do, and I've just written down a bit of paper. I'd have the kangaroos, England, New Zealand, Tonga, Samoa, PNG, and Fiji. I'd say they'd be the top rank. Mm-hmm. And then I'd have the minnows playing off to get that eight spot. Yeah. What about France? Would you have them in the top eight, Buzz? Oh, I don't know if they're strong enough yet, Doc. Yeah. Look, look, they'd probably finish up there with Lebanon or, you know, one of the teams like that. Look, mm. look, it's, it's. I love rugby league. I love watching the Kangaroos, but 84 nil Scott. I'm not going to go as hit. Zorba was over the top this morning. He went too heavy. 84 nil. What Fiji win 60 to 4, England 42 18, the Kiwis won 68 6. There's a few so, blowouts here. So. Yeah, it's not my. It's, I, I just don't like footy played that way. And mm. look, You're I, playing against teams, Buzz, that aren't professional. I mean, how, you know, how are they it's supposed no to chance. cope? Yeah. yeah, I know. And look, it happens at the Rugby World Cup too. Sure. Mm. It? Mm. Look, look at. Um, and look, at, it happens at, at all World Cups. Yep. Not necessarily soccer because it's. Really, is the best of the best, isn't it? Once you, well, uh, what, what, yeah. Well, Buzz, we're, we're early doors, um, and there's still plenty to go in this tournament. But um, who do you think? Obviously, Australia, New Zealand, England. It's one of those three. Who do you think's in the box seat at the moment? Yeah, I wouldn't totally write Tonga off yet. Yeah, right? fair enough. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I think they're at, they're they're an outside. I know they're playing Wales uh, on Tuesday, so we're very interested to see how they go and it's disappointing Samoa haven't come up to scratch. There's a lot of interest in their game. I think they play Greece on Monday. Um, but look, um, look, I think Australia can win. I'm really, really impressed despite the you know the limited opposition they've had, the way they're playing. I thought just seeing Cleary and Munster operating together was just beautiful to watch. And, you know, the way Josh Adokar's playing. And and I, I think all the forwards are going strong too, you know. And Harry Grant is going enormous. I like Campbell Gillard. I'm just still get it now. 134 metres. Patrick Carrigan. I thought they both went really well in the front. I think Australia are going to be really really hard to beat. Mm. Buzz, you had a really good story in this morning's Sunday Telly in your What's the Buzz column about the money being presented to the NRL premiers and runners up. I think yeah. both. I think the game agreed to to halve the winnings during COVID, but it hasn't increased again. Penrith picked up just two hundred thousand dollars to win the premiership, and I think Parramatta only a hundred thousand yeah. to make the grand final. Gee, that's um, that's mm. slim pickings, Buzz. When you look at other Geelong got one point one mil other yeah. codes. Look, yeah. look, it's pathetic, dog. It's pathetic. The AFL, the Geelong Cats, got one point one million dollars. Now, the runners-up, the Swans in the AFL, got $600,000, which is three times what Penrith got. We have a horse race, the Everest. It's worth $15 million. What is it to the winner, Ray? About $6.5 million? Yeah, almost seven. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, same with the Melbourne Cup, about $4.5 million to the winner. And something's... Look, it used to be worth 400000 but then 
everything got cut during COVID. There's no COVID anymore. It should have gone back to 400. I agree with Brian Fletcher. I think it's worth the Penrith boss. Mm. I think it's worth two mil. If this is a premium national sporting competition, you get 200 grand. Look at the money they've invested at Penrith on their pathways, on their New South Wales Cup, on their SG Ball, on their Harold Matt. They get 200,000, please. That would only buy a, a very modest first-grade player, Buzz. Oh, at best. terrible. But at you best. know what? The NRL have got so much, so many financial issues on their plate at the moment. They've got to sort out the CBA with the players and the salary cap for next year and the club grant. But I, I think this needs to go to the top of the pile with mm. the rest of the issues and we know what a great administrator Peter Volandis is. We know how hard Andrew Abdo works. And look, they're both very fair men. And look, Peter drove the prize money increase in New South Wales racing, didn't he, Ray? And look, I, I think I, I think they both understand that Brian Fletcher's got a very good point he makes today uh, yeah. about, about the prize money. Yeah, it's fair enough. Hey, Buzz, this Kirsty Fulton situation at the the uh, Christy Fulton situation, sorry, at the at the Seagulls. What what's your take on all this? Uh, I think it's sad, Ray. I, I really do. Um, look, I I was a great friend of Bob Fulton and his kids over a very long period of time. Um, look, Christy uh, was sacked on Friday. Questions there that there may have been bullying involved or there was a prior warning. Look, I, I don't want to go into that. I just know she was a very good operator in Pathways and a lot of the exciting kids that are coming through Manly at the moment mm. are very much to do with um, the systems she has set up at there at Brookvale. Um, I know Christy tried to warn the club very, very early on back in June that there was going to be at a meeting that there was going to be a problem with the pride jersey. She's very close to the Polynesian players. She's aware of their religious beliefs and she actually said at the meeting that, you know, they need to be very, very careful with this. But look, her advice was basically ignored and um, yeah, it's finished up this way. Um, look, Tony Mestroff can certainly make a decision, can't he? He um, He's made a couple of really tough ones here. Uh, Bob Fulton's daughter and um, and Des Hasler. Wow, he's mm. um, he's been brought in to do a job by uh, Scott Penn and the, the board at Manly, and he, he's not missing anyone, is he? Buzz, you wrote pressure is also building on Dragons legend Craig Young to stand down from the board over his support for Brett Finch. Just explain that to us, please. Well, Craig Young. Great old player. Uh, just stood, just recently stood down as chairman of St George Illawarra because his 12 months was up. Um, I don't have to go through the, the horrible Brett Finch story again, do I? Everyone knows what's happened in court and that he's pleaded guilty. Um, but Craig Young wrote a reference, which he's entitled to do, but certainly not on club letterhead with the St George logo. And it's infuriated. Social media was gone into meltdown. Fans members, sponsors um, are really upset about it. And there's people at St George who think it was highly inappropriate what Albert did and think it, you know, it's just so wrong. I don't know. What do you think, Doc? I think it was probably was Craig was trying to, to do paper. what he thought yeah. was a right thing. decent yeah. thing for a close family friend. Yeah. Of course, 
Craig and Robert Finch, Brett's father, played a lot together. Mm-hmm. I think his uh, heart was in the right place, Buzz. It probably just wasn't thought out right. Yeah, well, well summed up, I think. Yeah. Look, in fairness, Albert has apologised. Mm. I'll just read. He said, I should not have connected the club to this matter. And I would like to apologise to members, fans, sponsors and all other stakeholders for any distress caused, which was uh, which he should have done too. I, I just wish he'd thought about it a bit clearer before mm. he you know, provided the reference. Buzz, you also wrote this morning, Bronson Cherry is back playing sport again, uh, despite still serving that drug ban. Seen that photo of him, guys, in the comps? Yeah, he looks fit. terrific. Yeah. Isn't he a unit, eh? Mm. Wouldn't mind him back in the Sharks' back line, I tell you. <laughs> He's playing Oztag, Buzz. Yeah, no, it's a really, really interesting story, Pup, isn't it? Because um, he's three years into a four-year doping ban. And that means sport is off-limits in most sports anyway, but uh, Oztag and Cronulla Oztag have allowed uh, Bronson to play in their Monday night competition. He plays in the same team as Cole Flanagan and, David, and Damien Cook. Um, Bill Harrigan explained it to me that they're not affiliated with the Australian Sports Commission or the NRL. He said they don't actually have a drug policy because they're a recreational sport. And look, I, I guess he's had a long, lonely, uh, but, you know, I don't feel sorry for him. He was the one who took drugs. Uh, but, uh, you know, uh, I, I'm happy to see him back in a team environment, to be honest with you. But I think it's a good stepping stone. He's a year off playing NRL. He can sign with the club in the next couple of weeks. I'm hearing the Bulldogs, Bulldogs, um, are very, very keen on Bronson Cherry. Okay. Yeah, I've heard that myself, Buzz. I think you might have already written that a few weeks ago. But, yeah, certainly a terrific young player, but obviously fell into the wrong area and made some poor decisions. And he's paying the consequences. And yeah. hopefully, hopefully he will come back a, a different person and... You, you, you always cherish what you love doing, Buzz. When it's taken away from you, it stings. Yeah, look, I think he's, if he does go to Canterbury, I think he's going to the right club, but he still needs to sit down in front of Cameron Serraldo mm. because I spoke to Cameron about this oh, two or three weeks ago and he did say he wanted to see some remorse. He wanted to see a kid who was prepared to put his hand up and admit his error. And um, if he can do that, I'm pretty sure that Cameron Serraldo can take Bronson Cherry places in rugby league. And I thought he was a future State of Origin player when he was at the Sharks. Lightning speed, big, strong, powerful. And look, I hope it works out for him because I think every kid deserves a second chance, whatever they do wrong. Hey, Buzz, you know I love my cricket and I was looking forward last... Oh, I thought about you last night, mate. Got home in time for the run chase and after about five overs, Tanya was saying, why don't you just turn it off? Because it was like a car crash, wasn't it? Well, someone's just SMSed in and a lot of people might agree with with this. That was the most embarrassing performance I've seen from an Aussie cricket side in the last 30 years. What a bloody joke. It was terrible. I know it's only one game and... But, gee, they're going to come from a long way back now, Buzz. That net run rate's diabolical now. Oh, it's shocking, isn't it? Mm. Look, um, tell you what I tweeted, bring back Steve Smith. Yeah. I just thought thought when we were two or three down that we need someone to steady it. Yep. Look, I know it was a massive run chase and we had to attack and attack, but I was disappointed he just wasn't there to come out and bat. I love Steve Smith Mm. and put a lot of pressure on the coach too, I would think. Yeah. 
if you, know, you got like, Steve Smith in your batting lineup, you've you've always you always think you're you're a chance because he's not going to smash you that sixty off thirty balls, but he's going to work the work the um the bowlers around, keep the, the the strike changing, keep the run rate ticking over, and he's such a calm influence under pressure. I'm staggered he's not in the team, and I'm staggered Cameron Green's not in the team, Buzz. Yeah, well, we mentioned that to Ben mm. Horn last week, didn't we? Mm. Um, yeah, it was really disappointing the way they played, um, and um, they, they can't afford any more mistakes from here, can they? Um, interesting to see what the selectors do with the side. I, you sit back and think about the pressure on the coach, how well Justin Langer did at the last T20 World Cup mm. to bring the trophy home. And, yeah, all eyes on the cricket, I think. Exactly. Favourite cold chisel song, Buzz? Oh, it has to be Flame Trees, mate, I would think. Oh, yep, there were yeah, Dino yeah. and Tam, yeah. Not a Kaysan man. Doggy? Yeah, I love Flame Trees, Philip. Phil's got a oh, wide variety of... Many of their songs, but, uh, yeah, yeah. You've got a wide variety of music that you love, don't you, Phil? I do, Dean. I'll, uh, you'll a bit of rock, a bit of country, a bit of soft, a bit of hard. Yeah, yeah, a lot of Elton John. I love Elton John. I love Jimmy, but I love them all, mate. Yeah. Reminds me of that great line in the Blues Brothers when he says, what sort of music do you like? He says, I like both kinds, country and western. Country and western. <laughs> <laughs> One of the oh, great lines. Hey, good on you, Buzz. Thanks so much as always and uh, enjoy your week and we'll talk next Sunday. Good on you guys. Thanks, Buzz. There's Phil Buzz Rothfield talking all things NRL. That's a great movie, Blues Brothers. Oh, I could watch it every day. How many times do you watch it, I reckon? Oh, half a dozen at least. Oh, I reckon, oh, probably about 20. Yeah. Yeah, know every line, and it's a great line. When he goes, when he gets out of prison, he goes to his brother's little unit. The train's and they're going li- past. They're listening, and then they go, "How often do they go? They go past so often, you won't even notice." <laughs> I think the Blues Brothers, when it came out, Ray wasn't that big, but it became a, a, oh. a cult movie as it sort of time went on. That and Animal House, bit the Animal same. House. Yeah, remember that one? Yes. Belushi again. Yeah, <laughs> it was amazing. Coming up on Racing HQ with Simon Harrison, Melinda Turner will preview today's meeting at Port Macquarie. Of course, the meeting set down for Canamble has been postponed after further rain overnight. On Radio Tab, stand by for Pass the Post. The Big Sports Breakfast is back tomorrow morning at 5.30. If you'd like to revisit any of today's show or interviews, go to Spotify or click on the podcast icon on your iPhone or Android. There goes right set, Fred. Love it. Do you? How could you bag this song? <laughs> this is a classic. It is a classic. Remember the film clip? Yes. He had the see-through mist. I remember it well. I think the poor guy... I might wear one in next Sunday. Oh, no, don't do that. Yeah. A bit early in the morning. Okay. I think the poor guy's not with us anymore. Is that correct? No, everyone's sort of saying these... We better move on. What What's happening the rest of the Sunday, mate? Uh, I've got to start work today, Ray. Had a little bit of a long weekend. <laughs> what's in this work? Mm? Well, I meant for the Daily Telegraph. Daily Telegraph work. <laughs> this is not work. This it is, is fun. fun. It is this good is fun. fun. What other <laughs> place of employment can you go and listen to Right no, Said Fred and get paid for that's it? That's true. I listen to a bit of K-Sun, Flame exactly. Trees. and No, nah, it's been great fun. Thanks so much for joining us over the last three hours. Enjoy your Sunday. And enjoy your sport.